When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to another edition of the What A Ball Day podcast with myself, Gary. Today I'm joined by Carl. How are you doing, Carl? You all right? Very good, man. How are you? Aye, not bad, mate. Not bad. First time on the show. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate yeah, it. It's an honour. Um, so today we're going to discuss like England breakout stars, players who potentially could get into the, the Euros team this year and then going forward the next World Cup team. Um, what I'm going to do, Carl, is I'm going to let you start with your first pick. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go five to one, or are we just going one to five? Just your five players, just five players who you think will break in the England team. Okay. Well, I think the first obvious one to speak about is Philip Walter Foden of what? Manchester City. Uh, I just, I just think this guy's the future of England. He's, um, I mean, he's been sort of knocking around for a few years, and the world party one starting to wonder when's he going to break in but he's, he's still only 20 years old he, he seems like he's been around for a good few years and I think part of his development has been Guardiola that he hasn't rushed him in um, you know keeping his feet on the ground and um, and not playing him too much too early but you know, he's already a double Premier League winner FA Cup I think three League Cups um, and, you know he's done that before his 21st birthday it's just absolutely remarkable um, he's looking at his stats. He looks like he used to play a sort of um, wing back and winger, but um, Guardiola came out himself and said he's more of a midfielder, which I think is absolutely right. And that's why they're, they call him the, the stock put in Yester, aren't they? <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I, just, I, I can only see him adding to these stats over the years. But I mean, the thing is, he doesn't even need to. A few of my other players will come on to. There's it's. Basically, questions of well, will they need a big move in their career? 
he doesn't need that. He, he's he's happy at City. He can just stay at City for yeah. as long as he wants and be as successful as he wants at City. But um, yeah, did he make your list? He did. I he was the first person I had on my list as well. I think he is going to be the future golden boy of the England team. Like, and he, I think like he's going to slot into probably a centre mid mid role, um, going forward. I mean, he's only twenty years old, so like he's got a massive future ahead of him. And like you say, Guardiola has done exactly the right thing there by like kind of like bleeding them into the team gently. Um, which yeah. I think is, is the right thing to do. But I, I had him in my list as well. So what I'll do is I'll go for now who's going to be my next player who I think is going to break in the England team and be like a prominent figure going forward. Bakayo Saka. I think Saka, fantastic player. I think he's like, he's standing out as like the big player in the Arsenal team at the minute. He's so young as well. Plenty of ability. Um, looking at his stats as well, yeah, he plays as a winger, but he actually played for the England under twenty ones as a left back. Like, and yeah. To be quite honest, left back is where England isn't as strong. So, could I see him in the team, England team? Yeah, I could maybe as a left back going forward. Um, but I just think he's been like a shining light for Arsenal. Um, when they've needed one, when they haven't been as consistent as they probably could. What What's your thoughts on Saka? Uh, yeah, he was, he was definitely on, in my thoughts as well. Um, 19 years old. He's not 20 till September this year. Um, he's, um, he's he's really coming to his own this season at Arsenal. He was absolutely fantastic against Benfica um, this week with two assists. Um, big assist for that late winner um, to go, obviously, with the way goal rule to go from losing that tie, being knocked out to actually progressing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he, he's he got he's got some good step overs, and there's there's far too many footballers in the world who have pointless step overs. Even Ronaldo's guilty of it. Pointless step overs that just look good, not do anything. And he, he's he's got good step overs. He did he did a good little step over, drop a shoulder to dink back inside and dink that ball to the back post for Abamian to to win that tie. And um, he, his pass for Abamian's first goal was absolutely sensational. Just did every, the whole defense with the eyes. Um, timed it perfectly, just a little reverse pass, perfect way um, to make Aubameyang look like the player. We I know think can he, be. Uh, he got two assists, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's he was he was like he was basically playmaker for Arsenal in that time. You know, filling the role that hasn't really been filled for Arsenal since Mesut Ozil was um, obviously yeah. taken out of the picture. Uh, I mean, I think the benefit with Saka is he's willing to play on any kind on any wing, and if he's been playing left back for England under twenty ones, I think he'll play as a left back. He'll play even as a right full back, I reckon. Um, which I think that'll be a massive benefit of Saka potentially being in any kind of future England teams. I do think he's going to be a prominent figure in any kind of twenty three man squad, much like Phil Foden. Um, will he start? I'm not one hundred percent sure, but because he's got versatility all over the pitch. I think it puts him in a Absolutely, good versatility is the key there. Yeah. Um, you know, Gareth Southgate can pick him um, knowing that he can play on the wing or as a left-back. You know, he's, he's utility players. So it really benefits you when it comes to, um, to you know, picking your, right. your, your squad. If you've got a man who can do really well, decent job in two positions, he's got such an advantage. 
But um, yeah, I mean, the, I don't think the, this Euros is the be all and end all for Mercedes. He's only nineteen. He's not going to be twenty till after the summer. Yeah, he, um, it might be too soon for him, but I wouldn't complain for a second if he was taken. Ah, same, same. I think he's a fantastic talent. He's, uh, I think he's going to be brilliant going forward for England and obviously for Arsenal. Can because uh, they've already rewarded him basically by giving him a number seven shirt for this season. So they obviously see him as long term prospect for them. So which is class. But yeah, moving on though, mate. Who have you got next? Okay, well, my next player does have eighteen caps for England already, but he is still only twenty years old, and that is Dortmund's Jaden Sancho. I knew as soon as you uh, said 18 caps, I knew it was Jaden Sancho. Yeah, 18 caps and three goals. Um, he, he probably should have a few more goals for England, but his um, form for Dortmund's been superb. He's actually got 35 goals in 98 appearances for Dortmund, so that's better than one and three, which he's not as now as an out striker. Um, that's that's fantastic. And then that's, he'll have, he, he, I think he's got almost as many assists as well. His assists, uh, he's pretty much one of them 50-50 goal assist players, isn't he? Gets as many assists as he gets goal, uh, goals. But yeah, you know, he's got everything going from fast, skillful, and just seems to have a good football career. And he's a, he, a bit like Sancho, he's at the perfect place. He's, he's at Dortmund, and Dortmund are a fantastic club, fantastic stadium. Um, you know, had the pleasure of going and seen a match live there myself and honestly nothing compares to it. It's an unbelievable place to, to play, which is why when I see him linked with Man United, nothing against Man United, but I just think why why would he want to go to Man United? Um I know they showed glimpses of being title contenders this year, but you know that that dream died as quickly as it was born. So for me, just stay where he is, keep doing what he's doing, uh with you know a fantastic setup around him. And um, yeah, I think he's a shoe in for the Euros. Don't think there's any chance he's, he's not going to be going to the Euros. Makes you wonder though, what did Man City not see in him to keep him? Why did they let him go? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, the other thing is, a club like Dortmund comes in, the other thing. Dortmund have got um, you know, quite a few good English born players there. Um, not, unfortunately, not all going to play for us. You know, Harland's born in Leeds. So I see with his, his dad there. Um, we've got Claudia Ray and his son as well. Geo. Um, yeah. Um, so if he's as he placed his allegiance to um America, to the US, or uh, I, think he, I think he will be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one player who I had in my list as well. Obviously, touching on Dortmund, I had him in my list as an honourable mention going forward. Jude Bellingham. Like they've yes. spent twenty odd million on him for a reason, and they have a good yeah. record of bringing through youth to Dortmund. So. The reason I don't have Jude Bellamy on my list is that the the only thing I really know about him is he was signed for a lot of money from Birmingham. Now that's that's on me. I haven't seen enough of them playing, but as you say, they've paid that money for a reason. Yeah, he's not included Um, in my top five. He's an honourable mention. He's only seventeen years old, but uh... yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, as ridiculous as it was that. Birmingham felt the need to retire his shirt. That's just the most stupid thing I've ever heard. But um, yeah, again, I think this um, this year will probably come too soon for him. I think um, if they take him, it'll be a mistake at the expense of somebody who should have gone over him. Yeah. Uh, which England have made, they've made that mistake for years. You know, they, they took Theo Walcott to the wrong World Cup and then didn't take him to the right World Cup. 
Uh, you know, that's the sort of thing England do. So we, you don't want to trash these young players' confidence by taking to World Cups when they're ready for Euros. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he's, he's at Dortmund's. Um, they'll look after him right. and see how he gets on. Cool. Right, I'll go for my next one because all the players that I have on my list have less than 10 caps. There is obviously yeah, fantastic okay. players out there, but I wanted to specifically pick players who have less than 10 caps. So the next one mm-hmm. I'm going for, who I stand, think stands a really good chance of getting the Euros and any team going forward, James Madison. Only been capped by England once. Been a fantastic sign for Leicester. He's now like chipping in with quite a few goals. So it's not just on Vardy's onus. And like he's a dead ball player as well. Like he's he's made massive waves in that Leicester team. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the irony is he's probably not having as a strong season as he did the season before last, yeah. um, where he was he was absolutely superb. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's you know he's, he's always going to be knocking on the the England door, scores goals, gets forward well. Um, yeah, I very think... much. He's um, he, he's twenty four, so he's he's a bit older. Not that I'm saying twenty four is old, but. <laughs> He's you know he's a, he's a bit older than the rest of the players on on the, the list we've gone through so far. We're looking yeah. at you know seventeen to twenty one year olds. So he's uh, you know he's, he hasn't hit his prime yet. He very much could be an England star. Yeah, I mean the players that we've all spoke about, all four of them so far, and you know if you if you're talking about Jude Bellingham before seventeen years old, probably does have a future for England come five six years time. Um, all midfielders, so it makes you think like we've got a really good midfield set up, um, we're gonna have like a lot of choice in midfield in the coming years, which is class. Um, it's actually too much choice. You know, England have suffered from how do we fit Gerrard and Lampard into the same team? You know, where does schools play? Why schools retiring from England yeah. much earlier than they should be? And uh, it's it has been sometimes we've almost had too much talent in one position. And not enough um, elsewhere. So yeah, as much as it's great to see all these great young midfielders coming through, um, you're already thinking about how how do we get them all in there? Yeah. So we've covered Forden, Saka, Sancho, and Madison. Who's your third? Um, I've got Mason Greenwood. So Mason Greenwood again, one of these players that's been knocking around for a few years. But he's still only 19. He's he's not 20 till October either. Um, and I don't think he's reached his potential yet. He's 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 a little bit sometimes he's he's very frustrating to play, he's losing the ball, he's trying too hard, but when he's on form, he's he's terrifying. He's I mean, pace to burn is is a very fast player, which is you know the one thing that you can't teach. Opposition can't teach the defence to defend against. You know, as a footballer, most footballers are as fast as they're going to be. They're as fit as they should be, pretty much. And they will be running at what is their top speed. You can't get faster. If you've got Greenwood running away from you, you can't do anything about it. And the reason he's in there is I, I like the way he finishes. He, he finishes really well to the bottom corner. He's not looking for stupid finesse curls into the top corner, which looked brilliant, but actually it was really easy for keepers to save um, and keep to make a save look good in the TV save. The hardest place for goalkeeper to save is hard and low in the bottom corners. And that's what I've seen too time to time again from Man United, just hitting them bottom corners within a foot to two foot of the post. 
and the keepers just can't get down to them. Um, so, yeah, I think he's probably, looking at my list again, I think he's probably got the best goal scoring potential on there. I think there's a lot of creativity in the other players we've mentioned so far, but I think Greenwood could be a real goal scorer. So It'd be saying... interesting to see, you know, he's, 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 he's down as a forward and he plays out in the wing a lot, but he could be coming out and out goal scoring. You know, he, he could be a 20 goal season Premier League player. Where do you play him in the England team? Do you play him out wide or do you play him as a false nine or do you play him as an out and out forward? I think I think he's he's he needs to be on the wing, um, or as a as a forward part of a front three. Um but I mean the, the problem we're gonna have getting a lot of these players in developed into the England squad is which of the established players do you take out? You know, currently Kane's a shoe in, you can't see it, Kane being knocked out by anyone if he's fit yeah. um, up front. Sterling's pretty much a shoe-in, so then it's, you know, where, where do you get these attacking players in? I feel uh, the best chances these players behind, like Forden, who I know he's already getting England games, you know, Forden and Mounds, they could really cement down central midfield positions in the England setup. Yeah, no, totally agree, totally agree. Um, next player I'm gonna go for. Um, I'm I'm gonna try and steer away from the attacking side of things now. Um, and I'm gonna go. He's he's twenty five, twenty four, twenty five, but he's never really had a proper chance in the fold. because uh, he's suffered really badly with injuries. I'm gonna go Luke Shaw. He's been fantastic for Man U this season. I think Alex Tellez coming in has really helped him stay fit and really press for his place. Um, I think Luke Shaw, I think that's where we lack as um, an England team, left back at the moment. Who we've got? We've got Chilwell, we've got Shaw, Danny Rose, Saka could come in and play at left back. Um, there isn't much choice yeah. in the left back position as per the right back position. As much as I love Danny Rose, I think his, his England career is sort of played out as much as it's going to be. I can't see him get himself back in there. But yeah, Luke Shaw this season shown the sort of form that, you know, is the reason Man United paid Southampton all that money, 13 million, um, which was then a world record fee for a teenager. Interesting to know that. And a lot um, of those but, uh, have came from Southampton, <laughs> ironically. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's 25. I'd be honest, I thought he was older. Um, yeah, he just he's he's been around for a long time, and he's you know he's had a couple of horrific injuries um, as well. So yeah, the form he's playing in this season, I think you're probably right. He's 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 looking good for a, at least place in the squad and um, possibly starting left back. Uh, I mean, we have such a lack of competition at left back now, as unlike right back where we have so many half well. I don't want to say half decent, but we have a lot of good prospects at right back. Obviously, long term, Trent Arnold's going to be the uh, he's going to be the front runner at right back. But there's a lot of competition there as well, which we might go into as well later on. Um, but I think Luke Shaw is just like this season; he's having a cracking season. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he stays fit. Um, and I think he can take the left. Well, I think it'll be him, Saka, and Chilwell maybe fighting over the left back slot if we can't fit Saka in midfield. Yeah, um, I think um, I wouldn't argue with um, Luke Shaw being taken as first choice left back and Saka getting into the squad on the back of the fact he can play a left back, yeah. which means you don't then need to take a second out and out left back, which means the likes of Chilwell, Danny Rose are going to miss out. 
Um, but it does give you more options to take an extra striker, you know, take um, take some more attacking players, um, take some you know more creative midfield players, somebody a bit different. Um, I, I mean, we've already got Kane. He's a big man up front. Sometimes it's nice to have a, you know, used to have, used to always love having Peter Crouch in the the squad just because. If the game plan wasn't working, we were chasing the goal towards the end of the game, right? Totally different style of play. We're going to chuck on Crouch and deal with that as we chuck yeah. in long balls towards him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think um, taking Shaw, um, having Saka there with the ability to play that if needed, because I think you, you do need backup for sure. Because unfortunately, you know, coming back from Blake Bricks, you are always going to be prone to further injuries. Which I really hope he doesn't. You know, no footballer deserves to go through what he's gone through already. Yeah, you know, I wish him a, a long, injury-free rest of his career, if possible. But I think you always need to make sure you've got backup for him um, in case the worst happens. Definitely, definitely. So, who have you got at fourth there, then, Carl? Um, I've got. I've actually, I've, I've just changed my list as as we're as we're on air. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've gone down the same line you were you were going down and um, thinking we were actually being really attacking. Um, so I was going to talk about Eze at Crystal Palace, um, but instead I'm going to totally change direction and um, I'm going to go for a, a defender because I think we need you know to see it. we can't have just all young forward players coming through. We need some good defenders and it's a player who's not going to make the Euros this year. Um, we're talking about the future of England going forward. Um, 23 years old, unfortunately, he's had a bad injury this year. But that's Joe Gomez, who um, who really is coming into his own. Um, obviously, alongside Virgil van Dijk, neither of them playing at the moment. And um, Liverpool are struggling. Liverpool are really struggling this year. And you can blame the injuries, yes, but it's 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 more the weakness because of injuries in one position and that is just the defence generally. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they were so solid, they were so hard to break down, which gave the players up front freedom to, you know, express themselves and just run away with the league. I mean, they, they did run away with the league. Yeah, they, they almost, there was there was a time last season where we were talking about them going un, unbeaten um, and then they got hammered. But who hammered them? Villa. <laughs> Villa absolutely turned yeah. over, didn't they? Yeah, um, and um, and then they, they end up losing a few games. But that point, they, they, they won the league anyway. City suffered as well. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of future of England, Joe Gomez has the ability to lock down um, first-choice centre-back for the next, you know, five, eight years. Do you see him as a future England captain? Yeah, absolutely. Or I mean, even the, Liverpool the, captain, for that matter? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, centre-backs, are, the, first of all, you, as a centre-back, you're in a brilliant position to be a captain because you're, you're watching the game in front of you. You're obviously organising the defence and any good centre-back, which he is, is organising the defence. And, you know, you'll, you'll probably see him shouting as much as you see Van Dijk shouting. They've got to speak to their midfielders where they want them, their, their full-backs. So, yeah, very much, absolutely could be a, a Liverpool and England captain. In, um, in years to come. So let's say Joe Gomez is um, a slot in to be England defence. Who's he playing with? Who's, the, who's his I partner? Think that's, I 
think that's where we're, we're not talking about future stars at the moment. I think we're we're looking at established English players. So, uh, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have a thirty-plus-year-old central defender. Yeah. Um, as long as you've got cover for them in terms of pace, if they come up against Mbappe, um, you know, you, you need somebody who's got pace. Um, which Gomez does have decent pace for centre back. Um, so yeah, I don't think we're talking about any future England stars here. I think he, unfortunately, which you know is unfortunate. I think in terms of centre back, he's really the only one I'm looking at now, thinking real future England star. But all it takes is for another player to have a breakthrough season next year, and we're all talking about him being future centre back, captain of England. You know, whoever gets promoted this year, they could easily bring up a, a young centre back who next season just shows he's one of the best in the Premier League. So. Uh, it's one of the funny positions centre back where you can fall from grace as fast as you can get there. Um, you know, Harry Maguire was the best thing to slice bread a few years ago when Man United signed him. Uh, these days he's ridiculed, uh, which I think is unfair. I think he's good player Harry Maguire, um, but he does make mistakes. And um, you know, the English press love to slay players as much as they love to get behind them. Oh, um, it's one of the reasons why I think we do so poorly at tournaments. Um, the, the press really does have to take the blame the way they they treat English stars. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, right, next one. Well, I'm going to go back to my attacking roots. Um, so I'm going to go. Obviously, I slotted in Luke Shaw instead of this person, but now I'm going to go to this person who I think he's 25 years old. I do think he's going to be part of the England fold. Most likely going to the Euros. I do think he's going to get in. Ollie Watkins. He's been yes. fantastic for Villa and he's worth the money that they've paid. Yeah, and there's a lot of pressure when you've been signed for that sort of money. But yeah, I mean, the, the season he had last season, it was like this guy needs to be in the Premier League next year, um, whether that was going up or being transferred. It's, it's almost a shame when it has to come on the back of a transfer. Yeah. I like young players to come up with the club they've, they've brought up, been brought up with, you know, they've pulled the team up and, you know, it's... And then they, they start in the Premier League in some um, familiar surroundings without the pressure of that price tag, um, which you know many players crumble under. But he hasn't. He's, he's he is a he's a right. He's a, he's a goal scorer, which is you know just the goals win games, yeah. and he knows where the back of the net is. Oh, one hundred percent. So he's, yeah, he's a single um, finisher. Will he go for the Euros? I think I think he's uh, he's going to be one of them players who's going to be on the borderline and it could fall either way for him. Yeah, but like, I'd who, like to see him go. Who who's our next goal scorer after Kane in a centre forward position? Because we're gonna play Sterling as a winger. That's how we would play him. Um, whereas Sterling has been playing a lot up front for Man City. I mean, is he gonna make the choice between Kane or Sterling? I don't think he will. I think he'll make a choice to play Kane and Sterling, but Sterling out on the wing. Yeah, I um, think I think that if, they, if they're both fit, they both have to play. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I can see he, he's he's been fair from that. 4-3-3, which can quickly drop back to 4-5-1 back to if we're on the back foot. Um, but when it's a 4-3-3, um, I think you've you've got to have Sterling on the left there and Kane up front. Um, I mean, Sterling can play both wings. Uh, but I also, I, I wouldn't mind if the game's not going our way and we need to change formation, 4-4-2 with Sterling and Kane up front. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're a really good front too as a 4-4-2, almost a an old-fashioned big man, little man. Yeah, I mean, it would have been uh, interesting to see if Brentford got promoted uh, for this season and seeing uh, BMW up front, like Ben Rama, uh, McCondes and Watkins. I think that would have been a, 
a good front three, how they would have done the Premiership, that would have been interesting to see. Um, but I just think, I think um, it's a fantastic signing for Villa, like really cemented their centre forward position going forward for years to come. In my honest opinion, yeah, and Villa, Villa are having a brilliant season as well. Um, I mean, if, if we want to stick on Villa for a second, I know we're going, we're going to go way past five players each year, but um, again, it, a little bit older, but I think you've got to talk about Jack Grealish as England. Yeah, I mean, I had him as part of my list as well, Jack Grealish. He's, uh, when you look at him, he's brilliant at going forward. I mean, to be quite honest, he, he loves to get a good foul, doesn't he? Um, whether that be legit or unlegitimate by diving, maybe. Um, it's it's what he does. He, I mean, he does get kicked a bit. I mean, yeah, you could. It, there will there will be an element of going looking for fouls going down. But I mean, I think he was by far the most fouled player in the Premier League. He was like way ahead of second place. Um, I think he, he was. I saw one list where he was the most fouled and one of the most fouling players as well. So. He's um, for a basically. I mean, he, he scores goals. He's he's an attacking midfielder, really. yeah. but he's also a battling midfielder. So he can get back and put foot in himself. So uh, right, yeah, right, I mean, right. that's another one who he, he is injured at the moment. Um, he's uh, he's definitely out this game at the weekend. Um, I think they're, play, they're playing Leeds this weekend. But, uh, he's uh, he's definitely being ruled out for that game. Um, it'd be interesting how long he's out for. If he can get himself back in. Fit fully fit before the end of the season, which I think he should do. Um, then yeah, he's got a real chance of being picked by Gareth. Ah, definitely. I mean, again, if you're looking at Aston Villa's team for British players, you know they've got their uh, Esri Konza, Tyrone Mings, Matty Cash, Matthew Target. They've got so many English players in that team. That's just the back line, um, who could potentially give or take, do a job for England. Maybe not in the Euros as such, or even a World Cup, but they could come in if, if there's serious injuries to to the bigger players, so to speak. Yeah, and Grealish, a player we've managed to prize away from the Republic of Ireland, yeah. um, representing them at under 17, 18 and 21 level um, before switching to allegiance to England. So yeah. some, um, some good work by the powers that be there. Definitely. So, who's the fifth player you've got to look out for? Um, I think I've got past five, but I've got, <laughs> I've got one more on my list which we haven't spoke about. Um, which I think this one, I don't think he's quite the finished article yet. I think potential, there's potential there, and that is Eze um, as Palace. He's uh, he's already been playing alongside him, but he's been compared to Wilfred Zaha. Um, now. I think he needs to surpass Wilfred Zaha. As much as I like Zaha, he's a great, skillful player. And, you know, he's getting on now. Um, I, I don't think he's ever reached his full potential. Um, another player that, that, that moved to Man United for a lot of money didn't work out for, which yeah. is why I, I've made my points before with Jaden Sancho and Pro Grealish into the next year, both players that have been linked with Man United in the last few years and haven't made the move that... I don't see going to Man United as being a great move for young players anymore. Um, it's it, it, they, they do seem to be signing a lot of young, promising players and their, their careers then stalling at that point. Um, you know, saying Harry Maguire now isn't as highly rated as he was. Luke Shaw's only on his form this year, got, and I know the injuries come into there yeah. as well, but he's getting back to the form that we knew he, he was capable of before he moved to Man United. Um, so yeah, I think um, 
um, where were the boots on? But we're talking about Eze, weren't we? Eze, so yeah, yeah, we went on. The, I went on the Wilfred Saha, but Eze, um, yeah, really skillful player. Um, was fantastic at QPR last year. Um, you know, a season which um, you know, was obviously affected by the pandemic, but on the form of last season, got me his big money move to the Premier League. And um, I don't think it's the worst place to to play Palace. Um, you know, fantastic fans, Palace. Not the biggest stadium in the Premier League, um, but not the biggest expectation in the Premier League as well. Um, I mean, they struggle at the normal Palace. I think they're very lucky that they've got plenty of points on the board early season because um, I don't think they're going to get quite dragged down to the relegation battle. Um, but they, you know, they've got horrific injuries at the moment. That's why they're really struggling. Uh, but yeah, I think Eze potentially could be one of them players who um, in the next few years could be one to really look out for. Uh, I think this year will be too soon for him. I don't think he'll be he'll be in the conversation, but I don't think he'll be a serious candidate to go. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think we're probably going to be looking at more players that are playing for City, uh, Chelsea, uh, United, Arsenal even. I think the players like maybe Watkins because he plays for Villa might get left out. Eze because he plays for Palace might get left out. Calvin Phillips for Leeds might get left out. But these could be players that have been in the conversation. Well, these are players that have been in conversation, um, especially Calvin Phillips. Um, can he go? I don't think they're gonna like Southgate's gonna look at a team like Leeds and take those kind of players. Um, but I think I've got your five there, mate. What I'm gonna mention is I think we have gone over five, like, but who cares? You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I but, think we're about fifteen English oh, players. Oh, here. definitely. But I am gonna mention I've got two things for you. All yeah. the players who have to play at right back: Tarek Lamptey, Reese James, Wan Bissaka. Trent Arnold, Kyle Walker, Kevin Trippier. Like, there's so many players who can play at right back. Who's going to be the first choice, and who do you think is realistically going to be the second choice? Um, I think that for me, the two of them are Trippier because he's got the big tournament experience already under his belt. Um, he's you know he's playing at a big club as an Athletic um, Irons. I think even though he's having a poor season. I think Trent Alexander just for his his, his assists, you know. Um, I mean, Liverpool's a different beast to what they were last year, and it's um, it's noticeable that they're two flying wing backs, um, Trent and Andy Robertson on the other wing. Um, they're they're both struggling this year, yeah. but it's because they haven't got that solid centre back partnership led by. Virgil Van Dijk, who could you know pretty much just run a back four by himself. You might as well play a, a one seven two formation with Van Dijk. He's just unbelievable. Um, seven two. But I, like I think, that. but they were they, they, their assists last season. Both of them were ridiculous, and he put in. He's he's a clever player. He showed that with that quick free kick and um, quick corner rather against um, Barcelona. Yeah. Um. To for that amazing comeback. Um, but yeah, he puts in wicked balls for a wide. Um, and I think if he starts to show any sort of form that we know he's got for the end of the season, he, he may, there may be a little bit of pressure off Liverpool now. Klopp's thrown in the towel. I think everyone pretty much knows they're not going to win the league this year. Um, you know, it's, it's a disappointing defence of their title, but you know, I think winning that first title in 30 years was big for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they come back strong next year and serious contenders again. Um, so yeah, for me, I think my number one is a 
I'd go for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, and, um, and yeah, I'd probably have Trippier in there as a backup. Yeah, I think Trent's probably going to be first choice right back. But for me, I'd be going Reese James. I think Southgate likes Reese James. And I think Reese James can play as centre back if you need him to as well. So, again. Yeah, it comes back to that versatility you've spoke yeah. about that can get you into squads over somebody else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Reese James. That's who definitely, I Definitely, yeah. He, he, can, he can play in the centre as well. Yeah, um, yeah Reese James, 21. So, yeah, definitely being in this conversation, young future of England. Yeah. Um, and you know Trippier's coming towards the end of his career now one thing Germany for example have always been much better at the English at is almost brutal dismissal of older players towards the end of their career and we're always being a bit sentimental England who have wanted to keep players around once they've done the business I mean obviously with England not in terms of winning trophies but um, they've certainly done the business at international level we, we, we don't like to unceremoniously kick them off Germany do Germany always have a young exciting squad they, yeah there'll be some stalwarts in there um, but you know they're not frightened to to drop a World Cup winning player and throw in a, a 20 year old so yeah this um, as much as I, I like Trippier I would have no problem from going maybe the likes of Reese James might get thrown into the tournament team with Gareth Southgate thinking more future. Yeah, we could take Trippier this year, um, but is he going to go to World Cup in two years' time? Well, it's only one year's time now, isn't it? Or the next Euros? Possibly not likely. I, I, I think I'm right in thinking he's, sort of, he's, he's in his 30s now, or certainly close to his 30s now, isn't he, Trippier? I think he's, uh, he's either in or he's very close to them, Mike. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's, um, it, would, it would be fantastic. And I think, I think Southgate, he has been a breath of fresh air to the England managerial position, and um, yeah, I think he might be more likely to to trust in youth, and um, and you know take the younger player. Yeah, he's he's thirty years old, Trippier. Um, so yeah, I think um, he certainly might opt for youth where there is a a coin toss between two players. Mint, mint. Any honourable mentions for you? Um, I did have when I was first making notes. I had Enketia at Arsenal. Um, he's I don't think he's scoring enough goals. He's I mean I think he's nineteen. He's still very young. Um, but there's somebody who should be scoring goals. He's not quite scoring enough goals. He um he's he's come back into the Arsenal fold now. He's he's getting some game time, but he's behind. Um, some top quality strikers Arsenal yeah. have at the moment. And um, like I said, now Bamiyang. They, yeah, they're both a little bit older, but they are fantastic strikers. Um, that could benefit him. He could be learning from them in training every day. Um, so, yeah, I think he's one that's I briefly wrote down, but I just don't think he was quite in the conversation yet. Yeah, I had uh, Niketia in. I also had Emil Smith row in as well. Um, the Croydon De Bruyne, I think they call him. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, he, he could have a lot of potential to potentially maybe not be a persistent player in the England setup, but he could be a fringe player at least. Um, just my opinion. But Yeah, um, with this with this delayed Euros, um, after the COVID pandemic, I think you know, we've got we've got two big tournaments coming up in two years rather than the sort of gap in between now. So I think there's a big chance for every player we've talked about here um to really establish himself, um, you know, make a name for himself, get himself hero status in big games over the next two years 
Um, by which point, you know, the next World Cup, um, of the next Euros, after that, we, we might have, you know, real dilemma about bringing in any more young players because there will be a, a good group of already young players who've nailed down positions. Definitely. I mean, again, going into midfield again, Curtis Jones, Liverpool. Like, there's so much potential in the midfield, like, going forward that it's like, it's quite exciting. But again, Curtis Jones needs game time for Liverpool if he's going to realise that again. Harvey Elliott, he's current out, currently out on loan at Blackburn. 17 years old, he can come in maybe four, four years down the line. Potentially, he could be a fantastic winger. Um, even looking, you know, you went to Joe Gomez before. Um, who Who's his partner going to be? An agent, Harry Maguire. What about Mason Holgate? What about Ben Goffrey? Where do you see them? Yeah, definitely. There's, uh, the thing is, there's it's it's up to these players. There's, they need to take their chances at club level yeah. and when given it at international level. Um, but I mean, we, we spoke about um, James Madison before at Leicester and I mentioned I thought he had a stronger season last season. Um, but I think probably out from this year is Harvey Barnes, uh, you know, uh, another Barnes, young yeah. English player, 23 years old, an established Premier League player. Um, represented England under 18, under 21 level. Uh, well, it's nice he's made one appearance for England as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, another player who he's having a strong season. If he continues to have a strong season for the rest of the season, he's going to be knocking on the door as well for the Euros. One player we both didn't mention, but he's a fantastic player, Dean Henderson. I know why I didn't mention him, because I don't think Pickford's ever going to be... Uh, unseated from the number one spot because goalkeepers <laughs> coming at the prime at the end of the first. Uh... Yeah, right. We, we haven't we haven't touched the goalkeeper position, but yeah. that's because we're both Macrams and we love Pickford. Um, <laughs> I know Pickford's another one of them players who the the media are loving to slate at the moment. Um, he's a, he's a great shot stopper. He's he's a fantastic stop, stop, shot stopper. He doesn't command his area as well as possibly other keepers. Um, you know, as far as goalkeepers go, he's slightly virtually challenged, uh, which has its benefits as well as its, um, its downfalls. But his distribution's a second to none. Now, he had been a bit quiet on his distribution. You know, we used to, when he first uh, got through the Sunderland team and got his move to Everton and was playing for England, you know, under 21, then obviously England 14, there used to be almost every week we were seeing an assist for Pickford, you know, picking somebody out on the half volley. And Everton are back in form now, and I have seen over the last few weeks um, a few times where he's done that sort of, you know, throwing the ball to the side, side volley with a bit of slice on it, and you know, picking out with Carlson, with Charleston on the on the full tilt run. So um, yeah, I think Pickford's delivery um, is always going to benefit him. And also, we come back to the thing: big tournament experience. He's experienced the World Cup. He had a very good World Cup. Um, produced the rogues in the, the, the penalty shoot against Colombia. Yep. So I think that's one of them things that really will turn it in his favour. Um, and yeah, I, I expect him to keep the number one jersey this summer. Yeah, that's the only reason I didn't pick Dean Henderson. I think Dean Henderson is a fantastic keeper. And I do think that either A, he's going to become my new number one, or he's going to be sold to a team and become a big time player in, in like goalkeeping in the world. Um, yeah, but Pickford. The problem is with Pickford is the the media get on his back. Well, not the problem as such. The media get on his back, but he's never failed for England. He has made some bloopers for Everton, but he's never failed for England. Yeah, 
That's why I can't see yeah. him getting kicked out of his number one spot, to be quite honest. Yeah, there's, um, we, we briefly spoke before about um, the fact that we'd, um, we'd, we'd stolen Grealish from um, Republic of Ireland. Um, but the, you know, briefly touched on a story in the news this week um, that we have missed out on a young player, um, Jamal Musiala. Ah, yeah, he's going to represent who, uh, Germany, isn't he? He scored, he scored a great goal in the Champions League midweek. Um, yeah, 18-year-old attacking midfielder, you know, starting and scoring in the Champions League, buying. Um, now, in his defence, he is born in Stuttgart, um, but he, he he has represented England at under 15, 16 level. He also represented Germany at under 16, but then he's gone. He, he went on to represent England at under 17 and under 21 level. Um, but yeah, he's announced this week. Um, he, he did actually post an article explaining his decision, which I don't think he needs to. He can come out and say, I want yeah. to play for Germany because I think they're one of the best nations in the world. But he explained his decision, and um, you know, you've got to respect his, his decision that he's made. Um, obviously, playing in Germany, born in Germany, um, you can't really argue with him playing for Germany, but yeah, disappointing. Um, when he's uh, potentially a future star who oh, we could exactly. have had on the roster. Definitely, I mean, uh, like even getting in a buy in Munich size at, at his age is is quite a feat as well, isn't it? Really. So, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to present you with one last question as well, Carl. Um, out of all of the prospects for the England setup, and I think I know who you might say, <laughs> who is the most overrated? All the most overrated out of all of these um, future England prospects. Oh, give me a second. Come back to me on that one. Have, have you got to, to, to line up listed. your own? Yeah, it doesn't have to be anyone that we've listed. I know who I would say because I don't see the hype around him. Callum Hudson Adoy. Don't don't see the hype. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's um, you know, we could be proved wrong. We could be ridiculed in five years' time. People will dig up this old podcast and go listen to one of these guys, Ray Hudson Adoy, but um. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of anyone I'd, I'd like to single out myself and I think it's overrated. Um, at this point, I don't think there's anybody really stealing the living and stealing their way into the England team at the moment, um, which I think is something as a nation we've been guilty of over the years. Yeah. But I think at the moment, Southgate really seems to have his head screwed, screwed, um, screwed on right and players are getting in there on merit. Yeah. I just, I think for me, just Callum Hudson-Odoi, I, I would have sold him to buy in for what, 30 million? The, the one at the hold on room, if he was going to be a prominent part of any Chelsea team, one, why did Chelsea sign Havertz, Ziyech, if they wanted to play him? Like, but then they never yeah. played him. Tuchel brought him on and then took him off. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea have got their own issues at the moment. Um, it's a change of manager mid-season. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, Chelsea's not... An, I, was, I've, I spoke a lot about clubs that are good places to be at the moment. I think Dortmund's a good place to be. The Ford and City is obviously just the perfect place to be because they can play in a very good squad with good players around them. Yeah. Um, Chelsea aren't currently a breathing ground other than <laughs> Rhys James, who we spoke about. Mason uh, Mount. He's, he's going to be new captain. Mason, Mason Mount. Mount. Um, even Mason Mount, I don't think he's having the strongest season. Um, I always he's possibly, I'd possibly argue Mason Mount's one of these players. It's, I think maybe there's a little bit too much hype about. And I'd love him to prove me wrong. I'd love him to have an 
absolutely storming season for Chelsea next year as they is the you know cruise to a Premier League title. Yeah. Uh, I think Chelsea are always going to be a, a danger in the Premier League there because they've got the money back in. He's not splashing the cash like he was in the early days, but Abramovich is always there to you know make a hundred million pound signing if they want. I saw an article today linking them with Haaland. You know, if they signed Haaland, they're Premier League contenders instantly. Well, they've had a problem for years now over getting a prolific striker. I mean, Werner was the answer, but he hasn't been the answer so far. Like, will he be the answer mm-hmm. on the two shell? I mean, we're going a little bit off topic there, but you know, that's Chelsea. I mean, I can honestly see Mason Mount being maybe a future Chelsea captain if he gets a few good games under his belt. Um, one player who could potentially be classed in the overrated department, Ross Barkley. Has a good few games and then completely drops off. Yeah, I mean, I think for, for us, Barkley is he's, he's he's got a good few England caps here, but we haven't even discussed them. Yeah. And this um, this this discussion about you know he's he's twenty seven, so he's not a young English star, but um, yeah, a player that had so much potential, um, never really reached it, and um, yeah, I, I, I think he's probably a player on a downward trajectory. Even if he gets a little bit more form, um, he's he's on a downward trajectory compared to many of these players up and coming. Oh, definitely. I mean, like he has a good few games, and all of a sudden he just can't be asked. As far as I can see, anyway. Like I think there was calls from uh, on Sky Sports the other week to um, to drop him, as if he just can't be bothered to play anymore. Yeah, but. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, Carl. Anyway, mate, I really appreciate you joining us today to discuss uh, the, the future of England, the future stars and all that. And, you know, come the Euros, come the next World Cup, we'll see how many of the people that we've named is actually in the team, mate. Yeah, luck can change. There'll, 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 there'll be a star that we haven't even thought about today who'll come through. And unfortunately, a lot of players we have talked about will fade and not reach the potential. But um, overall, I think England's future's looking good there's some good young players coming through and um, I think we've got the right manager in place and let's just hope they can convert that into some success on the pitch hopefully hopefully there is a lot of potential there let's just hope that we can like you say convert it um, but cheers for joining us Carl really appreciate it mate. no problem either.